right in, Miss Thorne, she said, and I'll explain it to you. Ruth descended, inwardly vowing that she would ride no more in Joe's carriage, and after giving some directions about her trunk, followed her guide indoors. The storm-beaten house was certainly entitled to the respect accorded to age. It was substantial, but unpretentious in outline, and had not been painted for a long time. The faded green shutters blended harmoniously with the grayish-white background, and the piazza, which was evidently an unhappy afterthought of the architect, had two or three new shingles on its roof. "'You see it's this way, Miss Thorne,' the maid began volubly. "'Miss Hathaway, she went earlier than she laid out to, on account of the folks deciding to take a steamer that sailed beforehand, before the other one, I mean. She went in such a hurry that she didn't have time to send you word and get an answer. But she's left a letter here for you, for she trusted to your comin'. Miss Thorne laid her hat and jacket aside, and settled herself comfortably in a rocker. The maid returned presently with a letter, which Miss Hathaway had sealed with half an ounce of red wax, presumably in a laudable effort to remove temptation from the path of the red-cheeked, wholesome farmer's daughter who stood nearby with her hands on her hips. "'Miss Ruth Thorne,' the letter began. "'Dear niece, I am writing this in a hurry, as we are going a week before we expected to. I think you will find everything all right.' Hepsy will attend to the housekeeping, for I don't suppose you know much about it, coming from the city. She's a good-hearted girl, but she's set in her ways, and you'll have to kinder give in to her. But any time when you can't, just speak to her sharp, and she'll do as you tell her. I have left money enough for the expenses until I come back, in a little box on the top shelf of the closet in the front room, under a pile of blankets and comfortables. The key that unlocks it is hung on a nail, driven into the back of the old bureau in the attic. I believe Hepsy is honest and reliable, but I don't believe in tempting folks. When I get anywhere where I can, I will write and send you my address, and then you can tell me how things are going at home. The catnip is hanging from the rafters in the attic, in case you should want some tea, and the sassafras is in the little drawer in the bureau that's got the key hanging behind it. If there's anything else you should want, I reckon Hepsy will know where to find it. Hoping that this will find you enjoying the great blessing of good health, I remain your affectionate aunt. Jane Hathaway. P.S. You have to keep a lamp burning every night in the east window of the attic. Be careful that nothing catches a fire. The maid was waiting, in fear and trembling, for she did not know what directions her eccentric mistress might have left. Everything is all right, Hepsy, said Miss Thorne pleasantly, and I think you and I will get along nicely. Did Miss Hathaway tell you what room I was to have? No, m'm. Um, she told me you was to make yourself at home. She said you could sleep where you pleased. "'Very well. I will go up and see for myself. I would like my tea at six o'clock.' She still held the letter in her hand, greatly to the chagrin of Hepsy, who was interested in everything, and had counted upon a peep at it. It was not Miss Hathaway's custom to guard her letters, and she was both surprised and disappointed. As Ruth climbed the narrow stairway, the quiet old-fashioned house brought balm to her tired soul. It was exquisitely clean, redolent of sweet herbs, and in its atmosphere was a subtle Puritan restraint. Have not our houses, mute as they are, their own way of conveying an impression? One may go into a house which has been empty for a long time, and yet feel instinctively what sort of people were last sheltered there. The silent walls breathe a message to each visitor, and as the footfalls echo in the bare cheerless rooms, one discovers where sorrow and trouble had their abode and where the light, careless laughter of gay Bohemia lingered until dawn. At night, who has not heard ghostly steps upon the stairs, the soft closing of unseen doors, the tapping on a window, and, perchance, a sigh or the sound of tears? Timid souls may shudder and be afraid, 
but wiser folks smile with reminiscent tenderness when the old house dreams as she wandered through the tiny spotless rooms on the second floor of miss hathaway's house ruth had a sense of security and peace which she had never known before there were two front rooms of equal size looking to the west and she chose the one on the left because of its two south windows there was but one other room aside from the small one at the end of the hall which as she supposed was hepsey's one of the closets was empty but on a shelf in the other was a great pile of bedding she dragged a chair inside burrowed under the blankets and found a small wooden box the contents clinking softly as she drew it toward her holding it under her arm she ascended the narrow spiral stairs which led to the attic at one end under the eaves stood an old mahogany dresser the casters were gone and she moved it with difficulty but the slanting sunbeams of late afternoon revealed the key which hung as her aunt had written on a nail driven into the back of it